Welcome to Cultivate Connection, a weekly Bible-based meditation podcast, giving you the skills to carve out space, experience peace, and grow your relationship with God. I want to welcome you here today. If you'd like to learn more about Cultivate Connection, you can go to cultivateconnection.com. So thankful and grateful for all of you who support the podcast. Love hearing your testimonies. Love hearing what God is doing in your life through this podcast. So thankful for those who have partnered with us financially through prayer. If you feel led to give to Cultivate Connection, you can go to cultivateconnection.com and go to the Give tab. We are currently in our Advent series But after this wraps up, we are going to move into the series called What's Your Word? And this is a series where we hear from you a specific word that God is giving you for this new year, for 2023. So if you sit with the Lord and kind of meditate with him to get a word of inspiration and just direction for this new year, we would love to hear what that word is. We're going to make a list of all the words you send in, and then we select from there specific words to make podcasts from. So we'll take that word that you've given us, we'll pray over it, meditate on it, and then build a podcast based on that word. We've been doing this series every year, and it's just a huge blessing. If you're not sure what your word is, on the 29th, we will put out a podcast where we spend some time meditating and seeking the Lord for a specific word for the new year. If you do have a word, send it in to hello at cultivateconnection.com and we would love to put that word on the list. This week we are focusing again on Advent. This is our second week. Last week we spent some time meditating on hope. And this week our focus is going to be peace. We have been reading out of The Come and Behold Him Advent Devotional by Dr. Brian Simmons. As we begin today, just encourage you to turn your attention towards your breath. I want you to begin to physically notice the inhale and the exhale. Tuning in to the areas of the body that begin to move, expand, and grow as you inhale. Just beginning to notice, beginning to engage with the breath. Allow yourself to lengthen out here. Trying to expand and get that deeper sense of breath. Making a little bit more room and a little bit more space. To continue just to breathe and to focus in and open us in prayer for today. God, I thank you for your presence here today. And I pray that we would be in tune with your presence. Whether that be now as I'm recording or at any time in the future when someone is listening. I thank you that you are there with them. 
that just as we have access to participate with our breath, God, we have access to participate with you, to acknowledge your presence, to engage with it, to follow you. Will you open the eyes of our hearts? Will you speak what needs to be spoken into our lives? Will you wake us up to the plans and the purposes that you're calling us to, God? Will you show us who you truly are? Teach us your ways that we may know you. And God, I pray specifically today that you would reveal to us in a new way your peace. That it would become a part of who we are. That we would carry your peace. That we would release your peace. That we would live from your peace. So as we begin today, reading, as I said, from this devotion, Advent Devotional, the title is, Are You a Forerunner of the Prince of Peace? First, I'll read the scripture that is referenced in this devotional. And we'll read through the devotional and spend a little bit more time on the scripture. I'm going to read it in its context first and then highlighting the verses they're referred to. So this is Luke chapter 1 verses 5 to 38. During the reign of King Herod, the great of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah who served in the temple as part of the priestly order of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also from a family of priests and was a descendant of Aaron. They were both righteous before the Lord, living virtuously and following the commandments of the Lord blamelessly. But they were childless since Elizabeth was barren, and now they were both quite old. One day, Zachariah's priestly order was on duty, and he was serving as priest. He was chosen by the casting of lots, according to the custom of the priesthood. So the honor fell upon Zachariah to enter the holy place and burn incense before the Lord. A large crowd of worshippers had gathered to pray outside the temple at the hour when incense was being offered. All at once, an angel of the Lord appeared before him, standing just to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was startled and overwhelmed with fear, but the angel reassured him, saying, Don't be afraid. Zechariah, God is showing grace to you, for I have come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. Your wife... Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to name him John. His birth will bring much joy and gladness. 
many will rejoice because of him, and he will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even while still in his mother's womb. And he will persuade many in Israel to convert and turn back to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord as a forerunner, with the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. And he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. Zechariah asked the angel, How do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man and my wife is too old to give me a child. What sign can you give me to prove this will happen? Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand beside God himself. He has sent me to announce to you this good news. But now, since you did not believe my words, you will be stricken silent and unable to speak. Until the day my words have been fulfilled at their appointed time, and a child is born to you, that will be your sign. Meanwhile, the crowds outside kept expecting him to come out. They were amazed over Zachariah's delay, wondering what could have happened inside the sanctuary. When he finally did come out, he tried to talk, but he couldn't speak a word, and they realized from his gestures that he had seen a vision while in the holy place. He remained mute as he finished his days of priestly ministry in the temple and then back to his own home. Soon afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and went into seclusion for the next five months. With joy, she exclaimed, See how kind it is of God to gaze upon me and take away the disgrace of my barrenness. going to read our focus scripture now from out of here so verses 14 to 17 just listen and notice anything that stands out to you his birth will bring you much joy and gladness many will rejoice because of him and he will be one of the great ones in the sight of God he will drink no wine or strong drink but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even while still in his mother's womb. And he will persuade many in Israel to convert and turn back to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord as a forerunner, with the same power and anointing 
as Elijah the prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. And he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. We're going to slowly work our way through this devotional. Do you know what a forerunner is? Are you one? Dictionary.com says a forerunner is a person or thing coming in advance to herald the arrival of someone or something. 2,000 years ago, an angel of the Lord announced to a very old man, Zachariah, that his yet unborn child would go before the Lord as a forerunner, as a person coming in advance to announce the arrival of someone else. That someone else was Jesus. When Zachariah's son, John, began his ministry, the Apostle John records that he described it in this way. I am fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. I am an urgent, thundering voice shouting in the desert, clear the way and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord Yahweh. John made it clear he was not the anointed one come to save the world. He was his forerunner, the one who came to clear the way and prepare the people's hearts for his coming. And when the Lord did come, John got out of the way and turned all eyes on Jesus. Look, there he is, God's Lamb. He will take away the sins of the world. John 1, 29. For years, John carried with him a message about what Jesus would do. Rescue the world and put it back together again by taking away our sins. Isaiah says such people who carry good news, proclaim peace, bear good tidings, and preach salvation from mountain to mountain have beautiful feet. John's feet were beautiful because he was a forerunner, running before the Prince of Peace, 
to announce his coming peace. Are yours beautiful? Are you a forerunner of the Lord, like John? Do you know the Bible describes one other person as a forerunner? Who do you think it was? Yes, Jesus Christ himself. Listen to how the author of Hebrews describes our Lord. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat that sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold and where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us. He is now and forever our royal priest like Melchizedek. That scripture is Hebrews 6, 19 to 20, and I'm going to read it one more time and just give space to be with these words. We have this certain hope, like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat that sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. And where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us, he is now and forever our royal priest like Melchizedek.
Jesus is our forerunner because he has entered once and forever into the holiest sanctuary of all. Not with the blood of animal sacrifices, but the sacred blood of his own sacrifice. And he alone has made our salvation secure forever. Hebrews 9.12 Because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we have been declared not guilty through our faith in him, which has brought us peace with God. Romans 5.1 Because he was pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins, we have peace and we have been healed. Isaiah 53.5 This message of peace and healing is the message John carried with him into this world. We are invited to follow his lead by carrying that same message of peace and healing with us as well. This Christmas... May you shout from the rooftops or the mountains that the Savior of the world has been born. May you carry to people in your life the same peace you've experienced by announcing the arrival of the Prince of Peace so that your feet are declared as beautiful as John's.
when you take some time today to meditate upon the peace of God. His life, his death, and his resurrection. Through these things you have been declared not guilty as you have put your faith in him. Can you breathe in his peace in this space? Can you let the revelation of God's peace pour over you, fill you up until you overflow peace, his peace, everywhere you go? What does it look like to receive his healing peace today? Can you breathe it in? Where are the areas in your life where you're sensing agitation or irritation or anything that is the opposite of peace? Can you invite the Holy Spirit into that place? God is your peace. He is your healer. He's your forgiveness. God is your rescuer. What are the good things that God has given you in your life? Can you focus on those things? Can you remember? In the midst of turmoil or sorrow or difficult situations, can you remember who God is for you? What does it look like for you to tap into the peace of God today? The peace he brought you when he made the wrong things right. When he came to this earth. When he died for your sins. Will you receive that peace today? Where is he saying to you, do not be afraid? Where is he showing grace to you? Where has he answered your prayer? Where is he bringing you much joy and gladness? I bless you this week. I bless you to be anointed as a forerunner of the presence of God, of the Holy Spirit. That you would be so full of God's peace, that you would be so full of his healing and his goodness and his truth and his love, 
that everywhere you go, your life would announce that there is one coming who has already come once and will come again, and his name is Jesus. And he imparts peace and life and blessing. And he sets us free from the darkness. Lord, will you fill each one up with your presence, with your peace, with your wisdom and your understanding, God. Let us know your peace in this time and let it overflow. Let it flow every over every circumstance and situation that come up against us, God. Your peace, let it be tangible and let it be real. Amen. Amen.